0: It's the GOAT and Big T. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Juice and Tea Podcast. You are back with Terrence
1: Big T Evans. And it's your boy, Andrew Juice Mahone, man. I hope everyone's having a great week. We got a big day coming up this Friday. Um, it's good for some. Oh, yeah. Depending Definitely on your. Good. Uh, Definitely good for some. Uh, how you're treating your lady and everything.
0: Yeah. And if you are in a relationship. But those who are not, just hold off until Saturday. You got 50% price candy. Big facts,
1: and and if and if your phone just so happened to not work, you know Friday from twelve a.m. to the you know Saturday morning, it is what it is. AT and T, that's on them. That's on them. Wow. In, all, in all honesty, man. I hope everyone's out there being safe, staying away from the cor- the coronavirus. You know, what I'm saying, be be strategic on the air you choose to inhale because this <laughs> this is airborne. This is airborne, guys. That we, we have recorded a. It lost, unfortunately, in the States, so. Yeah, man, wash your hands.
0: Honestly, yes, people are nasty, wash your hands. Don't be trifling, for real. Don't be trifling. But we'll get things kicked off with today's topic. It's something that I would say everyone experiences at some point in their life. Um, You experience it countless times, so it's better to get used to it early rather than try to adjust to it late. It's about failure.
1: Dun dun dun.
0: (laughs) Yes. But we say, I say failure to say this episode is about failure. But as you can see, the title is quote-unquote fail, F-A-I-L, if you will. It can either stand for first attempt in learning or it could stand for find an important lesson. Either way, we're going to touch a little bit on both of those today. So, yep. Andrew, what would you say is the biggest i guess that biggest moment where you felt like a failure but it ended up turning out to be like something so much better
1: um yeah i think that a lot of points in my life i think i hit different like stages or different like phases of huge failures and then um coming back with like just blessings that i like god had like put in my life but right i think it kicked off with um uh we're wrestling man like i wrestled all the way up up until college but my senior year of high school um i was ranked top top five in the state in illinois hey. um you know i had all these expe- expectations for me to to finish out the year strong and to go like d1 and all that um but the night before our regional tournament uh my elbow snapped and i like tore a ligament in my uh my left elbow and i was wrestling a coach man like it was it was dumb like he was like a 290 like 66 ex police oh, wow. officer and he was like I don't want to wrestle you I'm like no I I want some I want to smoke I was trying to tr- I was trying to do extra but um ended up backfiring and and uh I wasn't able to compete right so with that you know I had a coach who had just got diagnosed with like ALS um coach Rockford and uh I kind of wanted to just like prove you know and repay repay him for the the investment that he did and like my parents raising me and like all the coaches I had, and just um, that injury, to sum it up, made me feel like I let people down. Right. Um, and so, you know, we talk about finding an important lesson, and we talk about like bouncing back from failure. And I think, um, you know, luckily I was able to, you know, receive an offer. It wasn't like my first choice of a school, but I was able to continue to wrestle, um, get an education, uh, meet some of like. So now I call my family the you greatest know? people
0: you'll probably ever yeah. be. To this and, and day. I, it yeah, it is what it
1: is. I've accepted that. Um, so yeah, I think that was one of those those moments that seemed like a failure. Not, I'm not gonna cap, bro. Like I was, I was crying for like a good like <laughs> a good like couple couple days. It, it was it was tough. It was tough, man. But I don't know, dude. Terrence, what's one thing you? What's one lesson you've learned from a failure that you? Uh, I've gotten in the past. Ah, dude, that years. is that's honestly tough because I've I've taken
0: a lot of L's, but um, ooh,
1: without the L's, could we really, really appreciate the, appreciate the, the W's? W's? Honestly, Man, that's a very that's good
0: question. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll address that later in the episode. But I honestly think um, I would say I I wouldn't even call it like a my biggest L. At the time, I thought it was absolutely like the worst thing that happened to me. But looking back hindsight, it just opened up the door for so much more. And I learned what I needed to learn from it. But I also realized that like, if I didn't have that like that bad moment or that moment where like I deemed it a failure, I would not have been able to bounce back as well as I would have. I would say for me was, um, it was actually my, the ending of like my high school relationship. And that was like a huge blow because I mean, at that point, like, she was the only girl I ever like genuinely dated. She was like, that was like my every, that high school relationship, it's, it holds a special place in your heart at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's really your everything at that moment, but you don't realize how much more to life there is except. You're kind of like you have you have like that tunnel vision and like that person in that moment kind of thing. Granted, regardless of the reason we ended up breaking up, but I was still I was still pretty bummed about it. And the timing was pretty rough because I just I moved to St. Louis like a week from the uh, the day we decided to break things. But hindsight, looking back, that was one of the best things that ever happened to me because I learned so much more about myself Um, I was able to respond in adversity when I least expected it. It just really allowed me to launch myself in a way that I didn't even see was possible.
1: How long would you say, though, like, it took you to get to a point where you realized that, like, that failure, quote-unquote, um, that there was something better in store? With um, that? Was that right away? Was it like they oh, like you know what? I can recognize the fruit, or was it like definitely not a right away? Weeks,
0: so right. now things go a little bit differently because I mean like I don't look at these bad moments as failures. It's almost like okay, like like you kind of like we talked about in the beginning, like beginning, find an important lesson. That's more so my approach now. But then it took it took time. I can't even tell you. I would say honestly, probably close. Ooh. <laughs> Probably close to like three years for me to like finally like completely be like over it and realize like there was so much positive, like there was so much positivity that came from Mm -hmm. one quote unquote failed relationship. I'm not saying this to single out like failed relationships, but I'm just saying this to think about things that we've that we personally deem as failures on our behalf and how they turn out to be so much more than that, right? And I think. Like I said, I would t- it took me about three years, and I couldn't thank God for the timing more because the timing was perfect. Um, It's kind of ironic. Things kind of finally, like, hit me, like, okay, that was such a, like, it was bad at first, but then it turned out to be such a great, exp- like, there was so much that came from it, but it, like I said, it took me, it happened when I was 19, and it took me to 22 to realize it that there was like positive things that came from a failed relationship
1: I will say you you do you seem more knowledgeable um when it comes to relationships than most people our age and I, and I, I feel as if that uh that situation in high school with your ex maybe could have contributed to just you knowing more than like, or you being able to recognize patterns and other, like your friends relationships and be like, okay, bro. Like, Oh yeah. I know what you're going through, but like, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of had that discernment to, you know, tap on it. Yeah. That helped
0: me like just being able to like take a step back and just like look at a situation and realize like, okay, so this is what's going on. What is the one positive I can pull out of this? Or what are some things that I can learn from this situation? And that just comes with like just taking the time to think and reapproach situations in your head. Not everybody's going to do that. Some people do, some people don't. But that's just proof that you can take one bad thing that happened to you and you can pull so much good out of it and showing you the lessons that you learn in that one mistake or the things that you could. Like okay, well, like okay, I did really good on this, so okay, I'm pretty good on that. Well, let me work on something else. It's almost like a, it gives you the opportunity to give you like a like a checkpoint, like a checkup. Every, I look at every failure as like a checkpoint. Every failure I have is like okay, I didn't I didn't get where I wanted to, and that's fine. So where am I at? This is what I need to work on. Okay, let's go about it and do better.
1: Right. I like how you you touch on that because the. You know, the, the failure you, you share was, you know, about a relationship and just um, bouncing back from that. But a failure, that happens everywhere. You know, like oh, My, yeah. Michael Jordan didn't make his basketball team. And look where he, like, look what, look at his legacy he made. You know what I mean? Beyonce is known for, like, her biggest failure. Bill Gates, like, his first project flopped. You know what I'm That's saying? It, yeah. Walt Disney, like, they said that, like, his work wasn't creative enough. So, like, we've seen this happen, like, time and time. And we've also seen people, like, go beyond right. their quote-unquote capabilities and so for me so failure is like there's five steps to recognize failure okay so like the first one is like really just taking responsibility and be like okay like this happened um like what can I learn from this um and that's step one and then two is like what could I have done differently you know so in that moment were there other options that we could have went down um the third step is do I need to acquire or improve more skills? Um, basically, like, was it something that you didn't know while you were in a situation? Right. Um, and then four is, like, who can I learn from? Like, who's going to give me, like, real, like, constructive uh, support? Um, like, is it, like, your boss or is it, like, you know, an old professor or whatever? And then five is just, like, your, your action plan. Like, okay, what's next? You kind of revisit your goals and then, you know, y- you look at the failure um, more so as like a diversion rather than like a halt um, to the process, and that's just something like I, I I feel as if you know people could really implement and you know deal with. Oh deal yeah, with I
0: agree. Those I mean those are very good steps. I guess that's more so like the each steps of like the mental processing of like your failure, and those are like really huge because being I've get my taste of corporate America. It's very important for like when when a business makes a bad move, they make sure they learn everything they possibly can from that, and then they move on and progress to whatever the positive moves on. They don't right. sit there and kind of like wallow in Seth pity and like well, we messed up, Well, it's gonna be broken, it's we can't be fixed kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They the the first reaction is to learn what you can and pivot to do better. Right, and, and that's I, I think
1: that first part is so important, like a lot of people don't want to admit that, like, it's a flop. You know what I mean? You got to find that balance of, like, okay, maybe it's not completely a flop. Maybe there's a few things I got to tweak. And you also got to know when to just scrap it and be like, all right, let's not start brand new because this is not what we envisioned.
0: And all of that really just starts with honesty. I mean, in the business aspect, it's honesty as well, with just being real with yourself. Like, okay, like, as much as I want to do this, I am in absolutely no shape to do this. Like, let's just be real. It's like it's like running a marathon. You may want to run a marathon that's coming up this Saturday, but are you in shape to run a marathon? Be real with right. yourself. You have to. You have to be honest and real with yourself. If you're not being real with yourself, you're doing yourself a genuine disservice. Mm-hmm. And that right. And that's what that's really kind of what this starts with. Just you being honest and transparent with yourself, like. Great, I want to be there, but I am definitely not there right ne- there right now. And understanding that, like, progress is success. Right. Regardless what your goal is, if you're progressing, you're successing. That's a fact. Because success is genuinely relative. You you can't use everyone else's definition of success to define your life, as, as if it's successful or not. Mm-hmm. You have to use what you believe is your definition of success and kind of proceed with that. Because living with the results of other people's thinking, that's dogma. You don't want to get trapped All like right. that. And that's, and I think we too often get hung up with the opinions of others and we, in a way we almost give them too much power for their opinion to almost, I won't say jolt us, but have a controlling aspect over us.
1: Yeah, that's why I do it's I don't know, man. Like I, I read like this. Uh, I think it was like an article, but it was it talked about goal setting. So you know, you touch on like what's defining your success, right? Like, say you're 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 you'll be successful when you get that. I don't know, new car, right? Right. You get the new car, and then you don't know why you that was your goal, right? And so. Something that like I read was like whenever you set goals is to use the the M O M A approach, which is M O M A, and it's motivating outcomes that are measurable um, with one or more appointments for review. So the motivating aspects basically like, okay, what's my motivation for this goal? Like, what emotion is driving me to get to this goal? Um, your outcome is like. What what do you want the result to be? Um, obviously, being measurable is like how can I gauge it, and then the A stands for like how many ap- how many appointments or is there an appointment where I can like review like revisit this and like kind of see where I'm at. I um, mean, I think that like is really helpful because the first two the first two parts are big, like the motivating outcome. Because a lot of people set goals, but they don't realize like why they're motivated by it. Like, right? You know what I'm saying? Like people want the Nice car. Well, why? Right. Is it because? Is it because it's a nice car? Is it because you, you want to have a perceived like status, like, and then you start digging, like, okay, like, I really don't want a new car. I really just want to feel validated. Right. <laughs> you, know yeah. I mean? so <laughs> you know what I mean. And so that kind of hashes out. You know what I mean. Hashes out.
0: You you tend to you, and see that's why like it's so important to be honest with yourself, because then you realize it's like I may have failed at this. But then realizing, and then that whole like in that entire five-step process of analyzing your failure, you realize like, like wow, like it would have been nice to get the car, but I could have that car right now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I still wouldn't get the feeling because I'm what I'm looking for is is in the, on the inside is internal validation. Exactly. And you exactly. and you tend to find that with with goals, is that we a lot of times we really don't want the prize at the end we just want the validation that we achieved Fact. it and a lot of times you you find yourself in situations it's like i did this but it's like it's not enough you're it's, it's not enough cuz you're looking for that like oh my goodness you're awesome you're looking for other people to go out of their way to compliment you on something that you did but they may or may not even have the <laughs> the skills or the mental or the visual to see what you achieved
1: that's why, dude, like, as, you know, as cliche it is, like, people just got to stay humble. And it's like, I I say that to say, whenever you achieve a goal, like, there has to be some sort of humility about that. Yes. Meaning, like, okay, since I achieved that, I'm not going to go running, like, you know, toot my own horn. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be humble. You got to, because with that, like, you recognize your own greatness. Oh, yeah. And, and you and don't have the need to, like, to go about it. And that's. That's big, dude. And
0: I think what people tend to forget—the reward for beating most challenges and achieving most goals—is another challenge. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, peop- I'm and people, and people were like, well, "Well, well, I got that. Like, I'm okay." And it's like, it's like, it's okay if you just want to get to a certain point and like stop there. If you're internally okay with that, be my guest. Go get, uh, accomplish all your goals and just stop. Mm-hmm. I personally can't work that way. I have to constantly achieve something. Yeah. I have to set goals, and, like, it can be absolutely the simplest things. If it, it, Honestly, I could be working out, and I'd be like, all right, I'm on pace to finish this at, like, a certain time. It's like, well, let's finish five seconds ahead of that. All right, bet, let's go. Right. And it's just, like, the That's small like the, the goals or, like, the small things that you you do. I personally set myself goals in like that because it gives me a little ex- something extra to work towards. It's like, okay, I achieved that, what's next? And I think that's really the attitude that we really have to have because at the end of the day, we're not going to be, like, it would be nice if we only had a certain part of our lives where we faced adversity and we have to deal with, to deal with it everywhere else, but that's not the case. You would literally face adversity in every aspect of your life, career, personally, emotionally, physically, whatever it is. Adversity is going to be there.
1: It's a fact, man. It's a.
0: I guess it's a poor man's, like, rendition of the quote, but... Adversity happens to everybody the only difference is how people bounce back from it or how people deal with it That's huge, and that's big if if you're just going to get down and get defeated on yourself just because you failed then Yeah, the challenge won you didn't win, right? Beating the challenge is the fact of never giving up people don't realize it's not the fact that you completed what was done It's the fact that you never gave up and you continue to press on That's the point that we're trying to get here. It's not it doesn't. The goal doesn't matter. I'm sure if you, if you listen to this podcast, you realize that we haven't even specifically put a goal out here in the things that we're saying because the goal doesn't matter. That what what matters is that you're continuing to attempt, you're trying, you're you're giving it your all to achieve something that you want, right. and that alone is a huge step. You know how many people quit on doing their dreams every day, on doing things they wanted to do.
1: I think I think there's like a also a population out there that like um aren't necessarily like hitting a huge wall of adversity or yeah. um at that point where they're ready to quit. But I do wanna I know there's a, like some listeners out there that like maybe in a spot where they've achieved a certain level and they become complacent. And I think this episode could also be for them because um they're not even attempting. They're not even trying to fail. Right. And I think that, like, a model to live by at any stage, um, and especially in that complacency stage, is the idea of failing forward. Oh, 100%. Um, which is basically just about le- leveraging your mistakes, um, making a realistic assessment of risks, and the ability to live with the downside of the experiment or the approach you took. Right. Because I think the, the biggest growth happens from just taking that leap. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about how like Like, you got to be prepared, but it comes to a point where you got to, you got to walk in that dark, that dark room. You know what I'm saying? Because you know what you want, what you truly desire, which is something greater than where you're at now is in there, not knowing what it'll be. And that's what I mean by by fail forward.
0: The greatest example of like failing forward and positive things coming is Literally this podcast, we had absolutely no clue what to expect going into this. All we knew was that we like podcasts. You know, we wanted it to be about. And we 100 percent expected to fall flat on our face in some things. We just like we understood that, like, we aren't going to be perfect. This is not this isn't going to be right. This isn't going to be right. This isn't going to be right. And we we did exactly what he said. We failed forward. We, We went anyway. We went anyway. Got some things right. And we're just working on correcting the things that we haven't got right. And see, that attempt to go forward within itself is a much larger step than you actually think it is. Attempting to fail forward is literally your attempt to, one, get out of your comfort zone, two, put in genuine effort and try at something, and three, you get to learn. And if you're not learning, honestly, I'm... I'm you're not sure what mundane, you're doing. You, man, that's, that's if you're not plan. learning, you get stuck. And that's the last plan. thing you want to do is get stuck in a society that moves at a, a thousand miles a minute like this one.
1: Right, and it's only increasing, too. Yeah, it's...
0: <laughs> yeah. You, you, you have to try your best, even if it's something that you're completely uncomfortable with. Like, kind of honestly, like us. I wouldn't say we're completely uncomfortable with this, but I would say we had absolutely no clue what it really took to keep a podcast ongoing for this long. And we kind of took our bumps and bruises as we, as we went, but we were still attempting and we were learning as we go. And so all we did in this process was fail forward, attempt to learn, count count our L's and appreciate the count, appreciate the L's we took, been some learn nice. from them and <laughs> keep moving.
1: Yeah, and, and that might look different, you know, for for someone else. For us, yes, it it was this podcast. Like right. you know, we 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 had a good balance of preparation. Like we, you know, we we met up, chopped it up over some over some food. You know what I'm of saying? Course. We Shout out the Applebee's,
0: Shout out to Applebee's. Yes. Out to Applebee's.
1: <laughs> they had a real plugs for this podcast. Oh god. We definitely gotta get our logo in Applebee's. But, <laughs> but like that was like You know, I would say we spent maybe a a couple weeks talking about what we're going to do. But some people get stuck in that, like, that preparation. They'll never actually apply. Right. You know, there comes a point mm -hmm, where you got to, the application portion has to come in. So that might look like someone who wants to start a business. Someone who, you know, wants to go go back to school to get another degree or a different degree. Someone who's just in that area, like, man, I don't really know if I want to do that. Like, I've been out the game for a little bit, like. Man, I say just go, man. Sometimes in life you gotta go scared. Point blank. Yeah. Ain't nobody gonna hold your hand. You just gotta go. Um and for me, man, like I never coached like at all, really. Right. Like I'd help out here and there. Um, but this year is my first year not only a coach but a head coach for about twelve um twelve kids on the team and I'm just like mm-hmm. I had no idea how to be a head coach, like, I was really just trying to be an assistant, like, volunteer type of coach, but then this opportunity presented itself, and, like, dude, there's been so many lessons I've learned oh, yeah. this year, bro. Like, I've failed, you know, and it's nothing worse than failing, like, with other people's kids, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, But I'm just thankful that I get to recognize that and just kind of track my progress from the beginning of the year till now, and just the how I, like, you know, carry, carry the team, like, communicating with the parents. Like, that's an example of, like, how I, I – I knew that I had no experience, mm. and I was just, like – I felt in my gut that, like, I have to be able to give back. Like, yeah. the sport of wrestling gave me so much opportunities. Like, it, I literally seen the world because of the sport. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's real. And I could coach a little league team. Like, I, yeah. I could do that for a couple months. Like, it's not, like – I'm not giving my life away to it, but right. I just I, I'm I'm appreciative of the L's. <laughs> I'm very appreciative. You gotta appreciate the L's. You got to, bro.
0: But uh, so question. With I mean, obviously we know youth sports youth sports parents aren't always the friendliest or the nicest. How do you deal with the critic the, I guess the outside criticism? While also understanding your growth as a person and giving yourself that internal validation,
1: man, honestly, when it comes to coaching um in most leadership positions um, the moment it becomes about you is the moment it's a fail right? right, and I think a lot of leaders out there, whether it be sports or corporate or the moment your leadership your position becomes about you is the moment you failed and so I try to just keep that in the back of my head that like I'm not here for me I'm not here for um, this huge milestone I could you know put on my resume or whatever like I'm, I'm here um, to give back to the kids to teach them lessons to teach them wrestling moves to allow a space for them to just take a step in you know becoming become a young man and whatever that looks like and when it comes to the parents <laughs> they are uh one of a kind they're, they're a joy man I, I i will say though uh there 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 is a mom out there who uh <laughs> i don't know man she i i don't know i don't know what what her deal is i think she wants a lot for her son and um she i think she's a little too involved right with how i run practices and yeah you know it she she wants the best for her son so i'm all for it you know so i, I let her know I'm like look this is my situation this is why i run practices this way i i know you believe your son is the next you know kurt angle you feel me but he's he's wow seven. <laughs> he, he's seven <laughs> my lady <laughs> wow like uh <laughs> So just really just you know, listening, holding space where they can get they get they get their weight off because a lot of times it, it they heat it but they probably heat it from something at work and I just ha- so happen to be in a modifier. It's right. what it is. Happens, happens to the best of us. Um, but yeah, just you know realizing that it's not about me. That I'm gonna have to take some L's to deal with that. Yeah. Um, just keeping my mission in the back of my head. Um, yeah,
0: I guess like understanding. Your purpose and all of that kind of keeps the internal validation in check because it's like, at the end of the day, you're giving a valiant effort to coach a sport that you fell in love with and that gave you so many opportunities, and like just being there and dealing with the kids daily, I, that's almost a validation, with like in itself, because you see the actual work that you're putting in with the kids, yeah, in the meets, in the matches, and like yeah, in the tournaments and everything. So like, yeah, I get yeah. that. And
1: and my goal is that if there if, if there's any validation like as a coach it would be um for them to just become solid um young men within their character i uh-huh. think that's that's the biggest validation uh you know be good stewards of their high school you know like top of their class in college or top performing in whatever profession they choose like good good dads good uncles like you know that's that that, that, that that to me is is more um is more rewarding to see than like you know, just compete well just up, going out there and event. yeah yeah i get that i don't know man yeah yes. i mean
0: you you got the you definitely got the right head especially cuz one youth parents are not easy to deal with two um you're doing it for the right reasons you're not doing it for the personal accolades or i mean finances if that even applied you're not doing it like for yourself you're just you're honestly just doing it to give back to a sport that you got so much from and i and i get that 100 percent
1: yeah but and and we talked about you know like you know we share with the with the podcast and we've chopped it up but it's just like you know how you were raised and like your your core uh kind of shows in your like you know later on in adulthood and i think it's starting to show like i've always been that way you know i'm i'm the i'm the oldest i've always been like just the big bro like i've always been just like i like to mentor kids i like to yeah walk with you know people who are younger in the in the right way man but like you know we see it with you you know as far as approaching failure like you're excelling at the corporate level you know right. what i mean you're cracking some some serious, some serious cheese. <laughs> wow! <laughs> like you, you, you have a, you have this ambition too, though, man. Like, and and you just your pursuit of like a, you know, furthering yourself professionally and uh, um, always learning, always. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, not being okay with with this job because, granted, you know, you're making more than like a lot of people are at our age. Um, you still. You know, you still strive, and so to me, it's, it's to all me, about being
0: your better self, in my opinion. But go ahead, continue.
1: Yeah. So, I guess when it comes to to leveling up careers, because I know you you started at at Schnucks, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was my first job
0: in St. Louis. Schnucks. Yeah,
1: he, he was out here. He was out here serving a <laughs> uh, meat the, clerk, the, the, Angus, the ah. Angus beefs, po- <laughs> Poke <laughs> chop, me baby. <laughs> But you know, since then, like you've you know, you hit a lot of milestones, and you've you know, you walk into a lot of a lot of spaces where blessings people who, for sure. You walk know, to say they, who get one degree, two degrees. They're they're striving to to get to these kind of positions. So, if you could just walk us through, like, um, taking those leaps, and at your age, um, knowing it's kind of like. Risky, but it seemed like you believed in yourself uh, to do that. So, if you just want to touch on just um, how you combated that idea or suppress the idea of like if you were to fail,
0: I will touch on this because this also really feeds into my answer. So, with you talking about your whole, uh, I guess your wrestling coach career, if you will, you touched on the idea of um, just. I mean, you kind of touched on the idea of like kids dealing with failure at an early age. Like, obviously matches or win or loss. So obviously you're going to have some kids that naturally just lose matches. And that touches on like being able to bounce back from adversity at an early age. Like these kids are like seven years old, man. Like and that and that just gives you an idea of how early adversity starts and how long you have to deal with it. We we have to deal with adversity and like thousands on thousands of times before our brain has even fully developed yet. So just kind of like getting in the innate practices of like understanding of what the situation is and learning how to bounce back from that is a skill that you're going to do nothing but refine over the stretch of your life. But I, I guess, okay, so to the question you asked, for me, um, it was really just... um. Partially uh, taking a leap, just one believing in myself, but also understanding and I guess having a plan even with failure, Um, I guess like having a plan A, B, and C even after your, after your failure. So like say for example, you have a plan A, B, and C and you're like... Your A, B, and C is like okay. If that first step doesn't go right, B. If that B, if that first step, does, if B doesn't go right, then C. Mm-hmm. But I've I've noticed in a lot of I guess I'm 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 a hardcore planner. When I plan things, I plan for my A, B, C. But then I also play. I also plan if my. If my if I get halfway through my A and that fails, and kind of like every step of the way, just to give you kind of like an example. But I would say just understanding one tough times don't last. Tough people do. Two, and I guess we joke about this, but it really changes the way you look as a quote unquote L. But a quote that me and you have bounced around with for years at this point is two Ls make a W. And when you think about it,
1: it kind of it kind of clicks. (laughs) <laughs> right hand making a Jason L <laughs> yeah. tilt them both up fingers thumbs together
0: two Ls make a W <laughs> but it's more so just realizing that you you kind of have to look at all your all your losses it's like that you kind of have to look at like all your your failures of like your moments of like where you weren't good enough as like the puzzle piece is building a bigger picture of like when you are going to be good enough kind of thing Cause like you 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 genuinely learn more from losses than you do wins. Cause you wins you get the accomplishment and you're like okay move on. What's my next
1: challenge? Oh, you get comfortable. Right.
0: You start to get comfortable from there. And I really think learning from your mistakes and those lessons that you deal with are so 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 important. Granted, some L's are non-bounce backable. You may have to you may have to pivot <laughs> yeah. a little bit.
1: That's an that's an interesting word. <laughs> that's, a, that's but
0: it's another quote. Some of oh those yeah. are non-bounce backable. Shout out to Max. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's true. It's like, like sometimes can't you, you can't back. really like when you make certain mistakes you're like, bro, I don't even want to attempt that again. But you have to be real with yourself. It's like, okay, I wasn't good at that. I'm not, do I want to subject myself to that again kind of thing? And pivoting from there and building a game plan off of your mistake, that's huge. Like, we joke about the non-bounce backable things, but it's literally just setting yourself up, okay, this is a roadblock. How can I pivot and still get to my point without taking the route that I just took? And it forces you to be in creative, intuitive, and just... Make make it happen, but it really forces you into a situation where you genuinely just have to fail forward, and that's kind of how like how it was for me. Like I f- I attempted to fail forward, and I did just that. Learned everything I could in the process, and like and I kept kind of I guess I kind of kept kind of making like a cycle out of it. Mm-hmm. I just kept attempting to fail forward, and I guess <laughs> when I got to the point where it's like. I looked back and I was like, wow, I've learned a lot over this journey. And I realized that when it comes down to it, if you're not attempting to fail forward, you're not attempting anything at all. Because you got to force yourself that's outside def- that that's comfort zone. That's the definition zone. of failure. If yeah. You're
1: not trying is the definition, 100%. Yeah.
0: And, like, you keep, fall, you keep failing forward until, I guess, until the day you die. Because you have to keep throwing yourself in that uncomfortable situation. To grow, to understand, to learn. There's so much that comes from uncertainty that you have to understand that you can't look at uncertainty as a bad thing. And that's what and that's what a lot of times we we I I I'm very guilty of this. I sometimes do it, and I used to do it all the time. I look at uncertainty as failure or a no just because I don't have a definite yes or no kind of right. thing. I look at it as just like oh well they just they're probably going to just end up saying no in the first place and
1: also we want the we want that ability to control the outcome oh yeah that's that's and when when we're in a position where we can it's like i don't really know about that you know what i'm saying like that's why like like you were saying like that uncertainty
0: yeah and you we we really have to i mean this is for people of faith and like of people of non-faith as well like you can't look at uncertainty as as bad or as something that's an obstacle you have to look at it as an opportunity and it's about having a positive mindset regardless what happens and being able to see the best in i mean if you think every situation
1: what in life is actually certain besides death nothing you create your certainty yeah honestly and you
0: attempting to fail forward, all you gonna do is learn more? And what's the biggest con to learning? Absolutely nothing. No one's ever gonna tell you like, dang, man, you learn way too much. <laughs> like, like, let's be real. Learning. Like learning from your environment, from the people around you, learning when you fail, that's which which really what we're kind of dr- trying to drive home, of learning from your failures, finding an important lesson. Or, I yeah, guess, and, and also it is your attempt. first attempt in learning. Yeah. And that's really the point that we really want to push. But I guess to wrap up this episode, we have a our traditional lyric. And, I mean, we could have went a lot of places with this lyric. <laughs> we really could have. Of learning, um, just taking L's and appreciating things. But, of course... I'm sure you all have heard it. We had to go with Bounce Back by Big Sean. And I mean, if you're reading this chorus, honestly, verbatim, the first line is really all you you need. Last night I took an L, but tonight I bounced back. And it kind of, and I mean, if you just want to touch on the timing of what he's saying, less than 24 hours ago, I was down on my luck, but... In less than twenty four hours from then, right, I was back it. out giving it one hundred percent. And what them. and what do you know? It worked. I bounced back. Mm-hmm. And that's just proof that like regardless of where you're at and how much adversity you're facing, if you really just attack it head on, you really don't know what can happen. You gotta you gotta fail forward. That's really what you gotta do.
1: You just really gotta Point fail blank. forward. Point blank, man. So we uh appreciate you guys once again man uh this has been definitely one of the more i guess inspiring episodes that uh yeah it we've, to be honest i didn't on. expect
0: it to take a, a a swing like this but yeah i didn't really, either <laughs> it really did it it touched on a lot of personal moments yeah but it also touched on understanding that like life isn't fair bad things are going to happen mm-hmm. to you everyone else And you just gotta bounce.
1: You really just gotta bounce back. Gotta gotta bounce back. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So once again, we will hear from you guys in about two weeks. So thank you once again for rocking with the Juice and Tea podcast. Once again,
0: we appreciate you. Thank you for the support. And stay tuned.